0: Welcome to the Messages Podcast with Every Nation NYC. We are here for you to know God, grow together, discover purpose and make a difference in New York City and beyond. Please check out our Facebook and Instagram at EveryNationNYC. And enjoy the message. Friends, we are starting a brand new series today along with our Every Nation global family. We're all walking through a series called Abide. And this comes to us from John chapter 15 where Jesus says if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you can ask whatever you wish. And to collectively, we want to abide in God's word. We want to renew our heart for God's word. We want our lives to come alive in the word of God. And today we're looking at how that word became flesh and dwelt among us. And I've titled this message Among Us because I've heard that game out there that some people are playing where you've got to find an imposter that's dwelling among us. And what I'd like to do is go on a search, not for an imposter, but for the true king who's still here, who came from heaven and is still right here among us. Can we go on a search and find him and worship him and, and, and hear his word? Can we approach him? Can we dare to go after him? Can we search for him like hidden treasure? Can we sell all we've got? Can we throw off anything that would dare hold us back and find the God who is right here among us? John chapter 15, uh, excuse me, John chapter 1 verse 5 uh, through 14. We're jumping around a little bit, but 1 through 5 and then 9 through 14. In the beginning was the word, Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things that were made were made through Him, and without, any, without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people didn't receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of men, but of God. And the word became flesh, and he dwelt among us, and we've seen his glory. Glory is the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. This word of God, this eternal truth, he came and lived here with us. This is the Christmas story. This is John's esoteric, poetic, beautiful Christmas story. This is his Christmas story. About how God came into our world. About the one that created everything, entered creation, the poet entered his poetry the artist entered the canvas jesus stepped in the word became flesh and i want to talk a little bit about the message and the messenger the message and the messenger god has a message for us god didn't like the way that things were going on earth he was a little bit disappointed one could say in how things were turning out and he wanted things to change he wanted us to live a little bit differently And in 2020, 2022, we've got some ability to look out of the world and probably say some of the same things. And I want us to look at how we as humans address problems in our world on average. When we see something we don't like, typically there's a number of steps and processes that we go through. First, we rise up as high as we can on our little high horse. (laughs) Get on up there, cowboy. We rise up. We go, look at them. Oh, my goodness. How could they ever? And we rise up in self-righteousness, right? And then we make sure to distance ourselves as well as we can from those people doing those stupid things. Then we lob our comments wrapped in sweet, sweet sarcasm and self-righteousness as far as we can. We text them. We comment them. We go to town as little warriors, making TikTok videos or whatever we do. Get it right, dear world. I'm not one of you. Let me make it clear. How does Jesus address us? How does Jesus address us? How does God send his message to a world that had broken his world, to a world that had rejected him, to a world that had made it personal, to a world that had taken everything that he loved and just dumped it down the drain. How does God address that world? He sends a a baby. He wraps his message in flesh, chubby, cute, vulnerable flesh, wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. The word became flesh. His message is not sent with sarcasm. His message is not sent with spiny, prickly comments. His message is sent in the flesh. God doesn't call us out. He calls us up. He doesn't participate in that. He calls us up. The eternal truth of God was then tried in the court of man. The eternal truth was falsely tried in the court of human opinion. He was, because of those false accusations, then flogged. The flesh that he chose to put on was then flogged. The, ch- the flesh that he chose to put on then had nails driven through it. The flesh that he chose to put on as he took off his crown and left it in heaven, put on flesh, was then had thorns driven through him. Driven through his crown, driven through his brow. God chose to send his message in the form of a messenger who drew close as humanly possible to us. God's heart is for us. And what was this message that he was trying to portray, portray to us? What was he conveyed to us? What was he trying to tell us? I still love you. I'm still for you. I'm still near you. I'm still with you. Come and love me back. Come and, because I'm for you. I'm for you. I'm for you. This is the message of God to us. And this is the message that God has written on every page of this scripture. From Genesis all the way through to Revelation, every page tells a story. Every story whispers his name. It's this name of love. It's this name above every name. It's the name of Jesus. And his name is saying, I love you. I'm still for you. I'm still with you. I'm going to empower you. I'm going to change you. I'm going to transform you. This whole Bible points to it. Jesus is the seed of the woman who came to crush the head of Satan and set the record straight. Jesus is Isaac, climbing up the hill as an obedient son, following his father to the altar with wood on his back. Jesus is David, going out to fight the giant that nobody wants to face. Jesus is the rock of Moses struck in the desert, who brings forth water rather than wrath. Jesus is the spotless lamb. Jesus is Spider-Man. As the Bible says, it's 2nd Hesitations 365. <laughs> to whom much is given, <laughs> much will be required. With great power comes great responsibility. Just seeing if you're awake there this morning. <laughs> but here's the thing our hearts are longing for this story. Will somebody come and save us? Will somebody come and save us? Will somebody lay down their life so that I could be saved? Who's the hero that's going to stand up and save us? And every page through the Word of God is pointing to the One, it's pointing to Jesus, this Word become flesh, this hero that we long for. True and better Spider Man, the true and better Luke Skywalker come to bring balance to the forest, true and better Harry Potter come to defeat the Dark Lord, true and better Neo truer than anything that's happening right now to neo i've not seen it but i've just heard (laughs) we need a new neo just just relaunch the whole thing just just do it all over again true and better neo come to free us from the matrix jesus is this story that our heart is longing for this is his messiah i'm still with you and what will love you i'm still with you And what we need to do is renew our heart for this word. Renew our heart for this love story. Renew our heart for this salvation story. Renew it, Lord, in us. Don't let it grow cold in us, God. He's done what he can to convey his love, but will we pick up the story that he's trying to tell us? Will we renew our heart for this Bible? I'm talking about your actual Bible. You know, probably the one not on your phone. I'm just going to put that out there. Probably a paper Bible. Let's not, you know, read our Bible on the same thing that we get our t- TikTok, get our news, get our latest fix, look at stuff we maybe shouldn't be looking at. It's for somebody. It's not for you, of course. It's for somebody, somebody else. You know, let's pick up that Bible. Let's pick up God's words to us. And let's let it reincarnate in our hearts in our lives so that we can be the Christians, the little Christs that God has called us to be. Let's get that word in us. And this season is about renewing our heart for the word of God, for the word of God. You know, the the new year is still new. See, a fresh grace from God. And so if you've not set a Bible reading plan, my encouragement to you is go on ahead and do it. Get started. I'm already behind on my Bible reading plan. I started out really ambitious. I'm super behind already. realizing You know, that my reading is just not keeping up to my heart. That's okay. God has grace. God has grace. God has grace. But I'm going to keep going at it. Keep going at it. Keep plowing through. Keep, plow, keep going. Keep getting those word that word of God in our heart so that we might be made new. Can we now see it? Can that word become flesh in us? The second thing that we see in this passage, John chapter 1 passage, is that we can see his glory. At the end of verse 14, it says, Now the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory is the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. We've seen his glory. and I believe we can see his glory here today. They're saying we've seen Jesus, this image of God, Today, friends, we can see this as well. Through scripture, there's this theme that no one has seen God. And actually, John goes on to write about how No one has seen God. No one has seen God. No one has seen God. And we say it's because he's invisible. God's invisible. I was taught that as a kid. Who was taught God's invisible? God's invisible? Just me. Just me. A couple. Kenny. Alright. God's invisible. I've heard this all my life, and you know the Bible says this. But I want to want to flip the script on that a little bit. It's not so much that God's invisible. That's like blaming God, right? God, you're so invisible, we can't see you. I want to want to put it back on us. We're it's less that God's invisible, and more that we're incapable. Okay, It's like God he created vision, he built eyeballs, he made matter, he saw everything before it even happened. It's less that he's invisible and more that we're incapable. It's that if we see him, we die. And by his loving grace, he doesn't just turn up to us in all of his weighty glory. Glory literally means kabod in the Old Testament. It means wait. God could crush us. And you're like, oh, you want to see me? You know, a little bug the other day was crawling. Very weird bug was crawling across my New York apartment the other day. New York's just got some weird bugs. Seem to like just spontaneously appear in my apartment. It's just like has zillion legs. That thing saw me. <laughs> Dude, it, it met Nathan. It met my glory, and my glory was bigger than the bug. And that is kind of the weight of God. He could squish us, but he chooses in his loving kindness not to appear to us in that way. Instead, he sends his son. And we get to see him in a way that's appropriatable for us. It's appropriate for our frame. It's appropriate for our minds. But will we choose to take him up on the offer? We've seen him. There's a man named Moses in the Old Testament, Exodus 33. He goes to God Children of Israel, they're doing crazy stuff. They're bowing to golden earrings made to look like a little baby calf, and they're bowing down to that. And Moses goes to God in this moment. Moses has got something on him. He's feeling good in this moment, and he goes, God, I want to see your glory. Would you show me your glory, God? Would you show me your weight? Would you just show me who you are? Would you proclaim your name in front of me? And God says, okay, I'll do it. But here's the deal. I'm going to put you in between two rocks and I'm going to put my hand over you as I approach. And I'm going to take my hand off as, as I go past. And I'm going to let you see, in the Hebrew, literally, my backside glory. I'm going to let you see the glory of my backside. Lots of jokes. We're going to leave them there. And then Moses sees the glory of God. He sees a portion of the glory of God. And Moses comes down off of, this fa- off of this mountain so happy, so radiant, so transformed. His face is glowing. And they say, Moses, you've got to put that thing away. And we're going to put a bag over Moses' head because the, Moses saw the back of God. And so the people couldn't even handle it. But today we get to see the glory of God. We get to see him. The law of God perfectly lived. The grace of God perfectly expressed. The loving heart of the Father put into flesh. Will we take the moment to see him? 2 Corinthians, uh, Corinthians chapter 3, Paul is writing about how Moses had to have a bag over his face. But now we get to take that bag, that veil off. And he writes this, now we all... With unveiled faces beholding the glory of God are being transformed into the same image of the one. From one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. We all with unveiled faces to behold the glory of God. We get to see him. We get to see what he's really like. And then that vision of who God is, it transforms us from the inside out. Friends, do not be deceived. You are what you behold. You are what you behold. All the time, my kids are in fights, and they're saying, that he made me angry. She made me angry. They made me angry. I want to just put a pause on that because I see, so this is the way the truth works in my life. I see it in my kids, and then God goes, yeah, that's you too. Okay. All the time. They made me frustrated. They made me mad they made me sad. This situation is making me depressed. This AMI thing has got me down. Well, geez, I think I've outsourced my health to something other than God. I've given myself away to something else. I've beheld something that's then put me in a situation that I don't like. So it's time for me to behold something else. If you're stressed out today, you're looking at the wrong thing. If you're sad today, maybe you're looking at the wrong thing. It's time for us to shift our gaze and get it up onto the glory of God. He's big. He's mighty. He's for you. He's got a better story for you. He's with you. Will we let that story capture and captivate our hearts once again? Will we behold him? Third thing that we need to see is we receive him. The light shines in the darkness, the darkness hasn't overcome it. Um, then he was coming into the world, but the world. They didn't, they didn't know him. And then, in verse 11, he came to his own and his own people. They didn't receive him. There's these three relationships here in the middle of this passage. Darkness, darkness is defeated. The world is kind of indifferent. They don't know him. But his own people, they reject him. What see here is an inverse relationship between proximity and fondness of God. An inverse relationship between proximity and fondness of God. As a second-generation Christian, I've grown up in church. I grew up in pews. I was basically born in this thing. All-night prayer meeting. I got saved at two years old at an all-night prayer meeting. Who takes a two-year-old to an all-night prayer meeting? Dad, I've got some issues. <laughs> Who does that? But I met God there. It was close, 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 close. But it's easy. Proximity can make it vaccine rather than getting the real thing. Proximity can make it easy to become inoculated to the love of God, to become inoculated to the story of God. Think that you know it when actually you don't. Actually, you've not been transformed. Actually, you've not been renewed. Actually, you're not living in the full power of the Holy Spirit. Actually, you've not seen everything just yet. No, you're just bored. You've not experienced the glory of God. Proximity can fool us that we've got fondness. Proximity can make it feel like we're close to God when really our hearts are a million miles away. So if you've grown up in church or if you've been walking with God for a while, don't let your testimony get old. Live in it every day. Live in it every day. God is morning by morning pouring out his mercies upon you. Morning by morning, his his mercy is new every day. His glory is new every day. How can we let the King of the universe get old in our hearts? That's not his fault. That's ours. That's ours. Every day, let's get that story in us again. Renew our heart toward the Lord every day. Not settle for, for proximity, but go all the way into my heart is close to you, God. I'm ready. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. My heart is humbled under the weight of who you are. Have we been inoculated to Jesus? Have we slept on his will for our lives? Have we maybe pressed the snooze button of his calling, of his word, of his nudge? to change something in our life. We just slept on it one too many times. Today, this new year, there's new grace. We're able to turn our hearts and repent and say, God, would you please have all of me? I want what you want for me. I'm going to turn my heart. I want it. God, I'm going to press the snooze button on the thousand distractions in my life. And the thousand other desires, on the things that I've cultivated, the image, the career, the things that I've kept so close to me. God, I'm willing to let these rest here for a moment and pursue you, God. What truly do you have for me? What do you really have for me? Our mission here in this church is to help people, to help you, to help one another know God, grow together, discover our purpose, and make a difference. And I believe God has nothing less in store for you. He wants to know you, all of you, whatever it is in you. He wants to know you. He wants to help you be made new and walk with the new people. He wants to, for you then to know yourself, who he's made you to be. Not who your parents say you were, not who that teacher says that you are, not how you feel today or felt yesterday, but who did God make you? And then he wants to send you out, transformed, renewed, confident, beautiful, into his calling to make a difference. This is what we get to do when we know God, when we see him, when we receive him. So can we freshly give our hearts to the Lord? Can we ask Him, God, would you please renew? I've used this word a number of times today. Renew my heart. Renew me, God. Renew means to be made new, to renew, quite literally, that's it. God, would you make me new? This is something I need continually. I've been walking with God now for 35 years, I guess. God, would you make me new? Would you not let my heart grow old or cold towards you? I don't want to just put my relationship or my Bible or your word or your calling on the shelf. God, I want to pick it up. And let myself, let my life be found in your words. Let your life and your light shine freshly in my heart again today. God, would you do it for me? Can we just begin to pray that here together? Jamie, you can join us. Join me here. Kenny. God, would you help to make our hearts new? Would you freshly help us see your glory, Lord? In this season of prayer and fasting, God, we want to consecrate ourselves to you. God, you're better than anything else. You're better than food. You're better than life itself. God, would you start to press in on our hearts? Would you help us to not be okay and settle on where our relationship with the Most High is? God, would you help to renew? Would you help to restore? God, thank you for your grace and your ministry and your love in this house. God, thank you for those who are joining us here today online. God, I pray that together we would pursue you, that we'd make a difference in this city, that we'd not settle for what has been, but we'd go into all that you've called us into. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to the Messages Podcast with Every Nation NYC. If you enjoyed our message, please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps others hear the message of Jesus, and we really appreciate it. If you have yet to spend time with us in person, we would love to welcome you to one of our services. Visit everynationnyc.org to find all the info you need to attend a service. We will see you there.